Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Feels like a day we might just toss the rundown out the window. Okay, let's burn it. Like that's not not entirely true. We we have we have plenty to get to. The 49ers have the maybe the weirdest game I can remember them playing in quite some time coming up on Sunday. Neither team really playing for anything, but I still think there's plenty to watch for the 49ers and frankly, I think the Rams might be doing it wrong with the way they are going about uh resting their starters. We will dive into that. The Golden State Warriors that we mentioned yesterday that the Lakers are in shambles. The Golden State Warriors might be in even greater shambles than that after Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets uh, overcame a 16-point deficit with 6.51 to go. They closed the game on a 25-4 run uh, to win that game 130-127. to 25-4 run in half a quarter is nuts. Uh, Nikola Jokic banks in a... 39-foot runner at the buzzer because, of course, he does. Uh, It feels like he's going to win the MVP again. But we will talk about that because, man, uh, it is not great out there in San Francisco. The Kings face the Raptors tonight. Yes. We've got that coming for you. But the reason I say that we might just toss the rundown out the window is because, James, I've got the trade machine fired up. I might just start just throwing trades at you during the show. Let's just get stupid. Let's just I'm do it. Stu- uh, yeah, probably a little bit stupid. I'm going to say not stupid because I'm not going to be like, yeah, hey, what what can the Kings give up for Steph Curry? Like, we're not doing that. Okay. But there's some that will still maybe come across as stupid to some people, but I mean these earnestly. Okay. So I'm going to really try. You might see me looking up at the computer and messing with some stuff, but I'm just moving some stuff around. Okay. Jonathan Kaminga apparently wants out of Golden State. That report came down from the Athletic this morning. Oh yeah, he's not it's happy. Hard to blame him. He's not happy. He's playing really well last night, and he comes out after 19 minutes and doesn't get to close the game and doesn't enter after. I think he exited with like eight minutes left in the third. Yeah, and then didn't come back in the game even as Aaron Gordon was cooking the Warriors in the in the fourth quarter. No Jonathan Kaminga sighting, and I mean, frankly, the way Golden State is handling their young players. I think is going to lend some teams to call and be like, hey, are you just going to give that guy away? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're the Kings, why are you not picking up the phone? 
going. We can, we can discuss that. Going, hey, I, dude, you wouldn't take. I would at least entertain the idea, but it would be with the. I'm deleting. I'm deleting my first one. I'm gonna try a different one. It would be with Go the ahead. understanding very clearly of, like, hey, just because you don't like your role in Golden State, doesn't mean your role is gonna be different in Sacramento. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga for Davion Mitchell straight across. Who says no? Well, I, well, the Warriors say no, but but it's still the Kings. Sure, okay. In that scenario where you're like, okay, we'll gamble, we might as well jump in on this. But the problem that you have if you're the Kings is problem with I, I think Steve Kerr probably thinks he has with the Warriors. I just don't think it is what the problem he has with the Warriors, like there's a good chance that you're a better basketball team. I'm not saying who's a better player, who can score more mm-hmm. points, but you're a better basketball team with Trey Lyles on the court than Jonathan Kaminga. That's just the nature of the NBA and of basketball. Players who fit, players who know a role, are worth way more than players who think that they're still, they still believe that they're the next Tracy McGrady or the next sure. Michael Jordan. Like I had someone tell me uh, earlier this season when the Kings were playing the Warriors that the day that Jonathan Kaminga is as good as he thinks he is, he'll be an all-star. Yeah, no doubt. Because he, he's he de- not. He definitely thinks very highly of himself. Yes. And I don't I don't think he'll ever be an all-star. I would be pretty I would be pretty surprised if Jonathan Kaminga check that. I would be floored if he ever made an all-star team. Yeah. Like, that's just hard to do. And we have a big enough sample size that you have to, like, if you're going to be an all-star in the league, you are checking boxes early on in your career. And I think that's part of the reason he wants out of Golden State is because he's not got an opportunity to play 30 minutes a night and grow and figure himself out as a player. Yeah, and, you know, they're they're caught in yesteryear. A thousand percent. You know, they're, they're clinging desperately to what was. Yeah. And, and that's okay because they were great. They were, and it's hard, you know, we we saw this incredible moment where Clay Thompson, you know, sat in front of media and said he had just talked to Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. and Steve Kerr, like, opened his eyes and told him that he was not being the mentor or the leader or mm-hmm. the person that he should be at this stage in his career, and that he's missing the boat, that he's no longer the Clay Thompson that he was, and mm-hmm. he needs to enjoy the the handoff mm-hmm. enjoy what's next and he's not doing that yeah and he's not taking step. and it, maybe maybe that's why moses moody hasn't developed and i think that's part <laughs> i think that's partly steve kerr's fault though is the young players aren't getting a chance the older players aren't getting a chance to do that handoff yeah because they're not trusting jonathan kaminga to regularly close games they're not trusting Brandon Pajemski to regularly close games or Trace Jackson Davis or Moses Moody to play at all. Yeah. They have they are stuck in this space between like you said the 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 they're stuck in yesteryear. And Steve Kerr said as much earlier this year. He said um we won a title with this group less than 2 years ago. Like do you not does he not understand that's a problem? Yeah. Less than two years ago, Jordan Poole was also helping you win a title. And now he's in Washington being bad at basketball. So what what's the like what how are we how are we ready to deal Jordan Poole if, but having to still cling to this because of twenty twenty two? You know what does am I am I making sense there? Yeah, because you know, like 
I would think this summer when Clay Thompson's a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be this thing where he wants X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. And when you slide the piece of paper across a desk with your offer, it's like maybe a three-year, $45 million contract. Oh, yeah. You, it's you, not a $45 million a year, three-year or four-year deal. And I understand, right. And I understand if you're, if you're the Warriors or if you're a Warriors fan, you're like, no, nah, that's our guy. Yeah. Like Clay Thompson's our guy. Pay him whatever to keep him around. And if that's, and this is, this is my frustration. If that's what you are going to do, then commit to it. Mm-hmm. Then just be like, yeah, hey, we're the team that's just going to be the the old guys who are going to go fight for the number 10 seed with their old players, and that's what it is. But they think they're contending for a title, and they're not, dude. This is not even a playoff, a, a play-in, play playoffs, play-in team right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you're a team around the league... And you're going, hey, if you're committing to the old guys, can we get some of the the players who you're not playing? Yeah. Because they won't commit to it. They they haven't done it at all, and it was justified in 2016, 2017, 2018. But you have, Clay is, look, I understand, and, and people who are not Warriors fans will defend Clay and be like, well, Clay did a lot, and I understand that. Clay's washed. Watch the game. Watch him play. Watch when Draymond Green is <laughs> allowed to play. Watch him play. It's not. It's not the same. Oh no! I, I, they can beat anybody on any given night. Right. What they can't do they just is beat, beat, they just beat Boston. They cannot beat 50, 50 win fifty games. They can't. No, I, not I, even I don't close, think. Dude. I mean, like that's and what you're saying. They're they're basically like Thelma Louising this thing. They're just like all riding in the car and like, hey, let's just jump into the Grand Canyon, like together. We'll do this together. It's like, like all right. I'll, and some of these young guys are like, hey, um, I don't want to be in the car. <laughs> when we stop for snacks, I'm going to jump out. Yeah. Uh, I ain't going to go off the cliff with you guys. I'm not I'm not one of you. You have made that clear. I'm not one of you. Yeah. You guys go ahead and do that, but I don't want to be here anymore. So, I get it. It's tough, but. So I think they have two options. I think they have the option to either trade their young players to bring in vets to see if they can build a veteran team that can fight for a play-in spot. Mm -hmm. Or they trade veterans, they trade Andrew Wiggins, they trade Clay Thompson, which sounds blasphemous, but like if you can trade his $43 million expiring contract, yeah, then, then great. But maybe you trade Chris Paul, maybe like, but given everything they've done to this point, it looks like they would be more likely to unload young players in return for proven veterans that they think can help this year rather than punting on this year in the name of, and I say punting, they can't be worse. Yeah. Like there's no way that Trace Jackson Davis is going to be significantly worse than Kevon Looney or Dario Saric. No, I agree with you there. It's and. That's not to say like Kevon Looney's been a fine player in his in his career, and he was really good, obviously last year in the playoffs against Sacramento. But watch him this year; he's a shell of himself, man. Yeah. And they just they they are a they are a mess, dude. They are a complete mess. Uh, I have a trade for you. Oh, I'm in. That I want to throw at you before we hit the break. Okay. I am sending to the Kings, and I'm only doing players here. I'll get the other one loaded up so I can mess with picks. I'm just doing the ESPN trade machine, so yeah, there yeah. would be picks involved in this in some way. Okay. 
I can send Andrew Wiggins to the Kings mm. in exchange for Harrison Barnes and Davion Mitchell. I'd consider it because I believe he's a better defender and there are times where he's a better overall offensive player, but it's the same exact thing. You're talking a little about bit, a it, passive player. It's a little bit redundant. Yes. But I've also we've also very recently watched Andrew Wiggins be the second best player on a title team. I, I would I would probably I know this sounds crazy. I would probably if I'm the Kings turn that trade down. Okay, how come? Um, number one, Wiggins is playing horrible. He's really bad this year. That's a good note. Yeah. He is very bad. He has been benched. Yeah, well, he's been bad. <laughs> and, I mean, like, realistically, his numbers, Harrison Barnes' numbers, his yeah, yeah. numbers, even in a bad year, are still worse. But I don't want to take on $26 million next year, $28 million the year after that, and $30 million the year after that. Yeah. I think that's why... I would rather watch Harrison Barnes age gracefully sure. than pay $30 million in 2026-27 sure. for Andrew Wiggins that I don't think will age gracefully. Right, for then 30-plus-year-old Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I dig that. I might be wrong. I mean, I, like, who is a better player today? I, I, I think Wiggins is a better overall player. He has, he, this is, this is, Wiggins has a higher ceiling. I think night in and night out, I think yeah. you know more what you're going to get from Barnes. But I yes. think Wiggins has a higher ceiling. Okay. But I, I think I now that I now that you, you 30, like that, 38%, 39% three-point shooter in Harrison Barnes versus a, a 30% yeah, shooter a this he's year. He's not been playing well. No, right. he's not playing well. Okay, that's fair. If I'm the Kings, I'm also rejecting that. No, Mike Brown. I'll hey, have another one for you. Just, just so you know, Mike Brown, like he was there for Wiggins' best years. Right. He, he helped get a right. lot out of Wiggins. The money thing. The money thing matters a lot, though. It does. It does. It matters in roster stability and roster creation and everything yeah. else. And I'm not going all in on a on a big five that includes Wiggins. No. That's okay. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's, you know, between this year and, and his, the final year of his deals, between like 24 and 20, I mean, and 30 million bucks. That's a lot of money to spend. It's going to be really hard to get Moses Moody to the Kings, guys. No, you could trade Davion straight up for Moses Moody. You cannot. Why? Not according to the ESPN trade machine. Oh, I don't know that I agree with that because of the financials. Because Davion's a ninth pick, and he says was a the Warriors pick. are over the luxury tax threshold with this trade, and incoming aggregate salaries exceeded what's allowed via the hundred and twenty-five percent plus a hundred thousand rule. So they'd have to throw in another player. The yeah, Warriors I have to would cut seven hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars from the Warriors' incoming trade value, and they don't have a, a league minimum guy that they can throw in on that deal. I haven't looked at the Warriors' salary. Oh, I mean, the Warriors. Like the Guy Santos. There you go. The Kings also get Guy Santos. There it is. There it is, everybody. <laughs> oh, we have to go. Hey, more trades coming up. Plenty of Niner talk coming up. I'm telling you, weird 49er game this weekend. You're going, hey, it doesn't matter, but I've got some reasons to watch for you. And the Kings have a tough game against the Raptors. We've got all of that coming up on the Insiders. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube. We love Jiffy Lube. On ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento Sports Leader. Now. 
to the Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Kings hosting the Raptors tonight. You know, we're doing all this trade machine stuff. The Warriors are in shambles, so we're trying to figure out which... If there's any productive players that the Kings could go pick off the Warriors to try and uh, to try and help out their their roster. Hey, you know if I'm if I'm Monty McNair, I am a hundred percent calling about Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, but they're not going to trade Trace. I, probably not. Uh, but I'm seeing what's happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent. <laughs> calling about it. Yeah, he's basically free for the next four years. There's no way you're trading him. Like right. he's a league no, I, minimum deal. He was totally. a fifty fifth pick or right. whatever he was. And he's he's actually playing. Like he's he has a he has a role for them, but I'm still calling. No, I get that. Saying, <laughs> why not? Yeah, I, I mean I would listen for sure. And like look, they're they're a major luxury tax team, right? Yes. So um I haven't looked at the again, I haven't looked at the trade machine on this, but what if you didn't throw in a cheap player? What if you actually helped them a little bit? Um, and what if the King... I know Kings fans are going to like scream at me for this, but... Oh, do it, do it, do it. What if you did what we were talking... I mean, again, we're just trade machining. We're, the, we're just is, like ha- hanging out here. We are, I was going to say, this is James and I having this discussion before the show and being like, we need to flesh this out more. We're literally just doing this on the fly. Yeah. This yeah. is not like hard prepared... Uh, here's my here's my hard take on the king should the acquire this seven guy. It's just trades <laughs> the king should do between now and February eight. We're, we're throwing stuff into the trade machine, and if it works, we're discussing it. What did, what did you what were you gonna say? Okay, you have the trade machine up. I've Davion, got it. Davion Mitchell. Uh, where's Davion? Okay, Davion. Okay, for Moses Moody and the ghost of Corey Joseph. Oh no. If John Bull's listening, he's going to jump through the screen. Bring back Kojo. Okay, so that yeah, that obviously works salary wise. That deal works almost and... almost on the dot. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's more likely where I could see. And hey, look, that frees you up to do something else. Like, and worst case scenario, you have a very very good human being in the building who is a a veteran who has no problem being a mentor. I will never cause a single problem at all. Corey Joseph is is salt of the earth. He's one of my favorite dudes. When I see Corey still, uh, it, it's nothing but love. He is a very, very good human being. I put him in I the, would, I put I him would, in the Garrett Temple range. I Garrett Temple be, tonight. Oh, God. Garrett Temple's yeah. on the Raptors. I was so happy to see that. Yeah. I just I want Garrett Temple to play until he's 50. <laughs> He's a big Garrett Temple guy. I do too. 916-909-1320. That's right. 916-909-1320. We're messing around on the trade machine. If you have a trade idea, fire it off. We'll put it in the trade machine. See if it works. And then we'll discuss it. But no, we've got Kings Raptors. We've got some Niners stuff. We've got TC on the line now. TC, what's going on, bro? What's up with my two guys? Kyle Hammer. What you got for us? What's going on? Hey, check it out. So look, hey, I'm I'm I kinda I'm kinda in con. I know it's like a trade you probably was joking, but I'm kinda serious on that ham. Like as far as like the Harrison Barnes and what what was that, Kyle? You said Harrison for uh Wiggins. What was that trade? Yeah, it was Harrison Barnes and Davion for Wiggins. I'm I'm doing that trade because I know Mike uh, Mike brought the best out of Wiggins. And I think that's why Wiggins I know he has some off off the court issues, but that was all Mike Brown bringing out the best in Wiggins, making him a two way player bringing the best. And I know that if we can get Wiggins over here, I know he can bring Wiggins back to that championship mentality he was at, bro. So I think that would be a steal for us. I know we love Davion, 
But, like, sending HB back over there and Davion for Wiggs, I know Mike can know what to do with Wiggins. So I think that would be perfect, and we can bump Keegan up to the floor and then just move on from there. Awesome. Thanks, TC. So that's that's just real quick, just and I know we've you mentioned the money stuff on that trade. Yeah. And I and I'm with you. But to TC's point, if you come from the future, you're James Ham from the future. Yep. And you say, Hey, if the Kings trade for Andrew Wiggins, they are getting the version of Andrew Wiggins that played in the twenty one, twenty two playoffs. Okay. Then I'm doing it. Well, because sure. that was a that was a really good player. But to the point you made earlier, you can't I, that was that was a like three week stretch of basketball. Well, I'm also going to point out that that three week stretch of basketball was played alongside Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond. Like every single time you see a player have moments like that, mm-hmm. you have to wonder how much of it is situational. And for me, a lot of what Wiggins was able to accomplish is situational. And I want to clear something up too: Wiggins had off the court stuff. It's not. Like off family the court related problems. Stuff. He had yeah. a family emergency type situation. Yes. So, like, this is not like Wiggins is some uh, nefarious dude who right. who has not, like not weird committing off the crimes. Court stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a family. Yeah, he had. Right. I, I think someone in his family was was ill, very ill, very yes. ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and and that's tough. And like, players are human beings. I've covered a lot of weird things. Mm-hmm. in my time, you know, covering the team and uh, covering the Kings and, you know, players that leave because they have custody battle issues, mm-hmm. players that leave because, uh, you know, who miss games, who, uh, you know, I like George Hill for as bad as George Hill was with the Sacramento Kings, George Hill had like three deaths in the family in the first uh, like eight weeks of the season, like aunts and uncles, grandparents, that kind of stuff, um, like really, really rough go. And so, like, look, people are, are human, and what happens on the court, is, it, it is impacted. So I just want to make sure we clarify. I don't have yeah. any – like, Andrew Wiggins is an upstanding, you know, citizen in the NBA from everything I know. Yeah, his teammates love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good dude, Um, but does he have that dog in him? Does he have that mo- – I mean, realistically, I don't think there's a, a more, like, standard player comp than Harrison Barnes and Andrew Wiggins. They're so, very similar. So that's something that – I think is really important and and one of the things with with Wiggins specifically and and why if I'm the Kings I'm probably not trying to swing a trade because uh, like on paper Andrew Wiggins is a great athlete, a switchable defender. Yes. He, when he is motivated to, he is a kick-ass rebounder. Like he's all these things, but that's on paper. Yeah. Go watch. Just watch night in and night out and you're going to be very unimpressed. Yeah, and I would even say the the other thing with Wiggins too is like the disappearing act that he does. Yeah, it feels different than the disappearing act that we see from Harrison Barnes. Well, yeah, because you're expecting more from him. Yeah, exactly. And, and but when he's good, like there have been plenty of times the Kings have played against Andrew Wiggins where they had no answer for him mm-hmm. because he's a long, athletic dude who just caused problems. Yeah. Now, maybe he does need a change of scenery. Everybody, like at some point in their I, career, most players need a change of scenery, but. I don't know. We just have a gr- much larger sample size of Andrew Wiggins being a eh, fine Marge, Yeah, like being yeah. meh. Yeah. I just, to to the yeah. point you made earlier, I don't know how much of an upgrade that is for the Kings over Harrison Barnes. Well, that, and the other thing too is like when we talk about Harrison Barnes and I, like Harrison Barnes loves the game. 
He loves being part of the team. Mm-hmm. He loves being uh, in the community and, mm-hmm. and doing all. He's he's part of the players' association, uh, like executive council. Like he is a basketball junkie, and I expect Harrison Barnes, even though we call him Senator Barnes, to be more of like a front office personnel guy mm-hmm. and and maybe a GM and all that stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he goes into politics, maybe he doesn't. I don't know that there is the love of the game with Andrew Wiggins. Sure. Like he's Maple Leaf uh, Jordan. Maple Jordan. Maple Jordan. And, and then, but after that, like, I don't know that the love of the game is there with him. Sure. Yeah. And it, it, you never, you never know, right? Maybe he goes and he goes home and he watches games on league pass. Yeah. And he just let, but by the way he carries himself and the way he plays night in and night out, it doesn't really show that way. Yeah, I mean, like, people could always, like, who? how much does De'Aaron Fox love the game? De'Aaron Fox loves the game so much yeah. that he literally found, like, a basketball junkie wife. Yes. Like, that's how much he yeah. loves the game. He he eats, drinks, and sleeps the game yes. of basketball. Does yes. he play Call of Duty or whatever off the court? Sure. But De'Aaron Fox is in. I'm old enough to remember when that was a talking point on the radio, by the way. Does uh, De'Aaron Fox play too many video games? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that happened. No, I'm never gonna have it. Like that's players, players need their vice. Dude, I, thousand percent. I don't care that Marvin Bagley raps at all. Like totally. Like totally. I'm not listening to it because it's not my style. Sure. Of music, but that's not why he struggles on the basketball. It's court. not why he struggles yeah. on the basketball right. court at all. Yeah. Like every player needs that. On the Andrew Wiggins nickname thing, real quick. Are you familiar with Tim Hortons? Yes, of course. The coffee chain. Yep. I saw someone call him Tim Hortonway, oh. and that just really. That's strong. Okay. And and I want to throw one last thing before we go to break. Corey Is it Joseph. Is nickname? No. Corey mm-hmm. Joseph, like, there are a lot of things that Corey Joseph, you can dislike about Corey Joseph as a basketball, very slow pace, like, mm-hmm. but Corey Joseph had a player, uh, a, a streak of games played. The pride he took in that tells you everything you need to know about who he is as a player yeah it did not matter how injured he was he was going to play because that's what you do you suit up and you show up every day and you help your team i'm gonna punt the warriors out of the trade machine right now and i'm bringing in the raptors because the kings bring in the raptors tonight we'll talk about that next on espn 1320 he's james m kyle we're sponsored by jiffy lube we're the insiders you're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. We're having a lot of fun today. Yeah. I wouldn't say we've punted the rundown entirely, but most of this has just been off the cuff. Like, you and I just were sitting here talking before the show, and I was like, yeah, we're just going to carry this over. So Yeah. Just messing around on the trade machine. We punted the Warriors out of the trade machine. We brought in the Toronto Raptors as we bring you back in. Uh, the Kings are hosting the Raptors tonight, which is why the Raptors are now in the trade machine alongside Sacramento. Two things really quick before we get back to the sportsy stuff. Mm-hmm. I have two two things. One, I don't know if there's anything more overrated than going viral on the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm like with you. You do a good, you do a good tweet, or, or, or I guess for you, who's a more serious person, um, you, you, <laughs> you report something that goes viral, and you know it gets it gets picked up by Shams or whoever, and it it just your mentions start to just run. Yeah. And every time you you try and sift through it, it's just X amount of people retweeted this and da 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 da, and it's just incessant. It's just brutal, and it's like for me when I make a joke, it's like man, I hope a lot of people like this joke. I hope mm. a lot of people think this is funny, and then once it happens, it's like okay, that's enough. I don't like this anymore. Oh, it's really annoying. You've got to that point. It's so overrated. Yeah, it's very very overrated. I've always enjoyed like having viral videos like anytime you have mm. so like the the meme of mike brown like going ah you know yelling yeah that, yeah. that was my video oh nice that's yeah. cool yeah and so we were in that huddle and um i saw right away i'm like oh that's a viral moment i stepped out of the <laughs> huddle and clipped uh like a 12 second video of mike brown and yeah that i think it did like 900,000 or a million views. Jesus. Something like that. Golly. Um, the second thing, I'm not going to name names, and I doubt they're listening, but you noted today, it, Donut Friday, brought in donuts for the office. Oh, yeah. Thank you, by the way. It's delicious. But you noted that somebody in this building grabbed a donut and threw it in the microwave? Microwave their donut. I have never seen such a thing. I have never seen anything like that. What an odd thing to do. I think, you know what, though, like, I, I will say, if you go to Krispy Kreme, right, there's nothing better than one that's just come off the rack. Yeah, no doubt. Where it's still warm. But that's way different than nuking it. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I'm confused because, like, all the good stuff just runs off the top. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't. It, now, just, did you did you notice what type of donut this person grabbed? No, it was very quick. It was probably a glaze, but again, like the glaze is just going to melt right off now, the top. Okay, I have one more question for you before I decide how weird this is. <laughs> it's all it's already a little weird. But was it like a 5-second microwave job oh, or no. was it like a full-blown like 30-second? Yeah, it, it seemed more like a 30-second variety. That's crazy. And then it was on a plate and I think there was a fork involved. Like this thing got Stop. out of control. Stop. It got out of control. I don't know. Stop. We're big on Donut Friday. There like, was a fork? I, I believe there's a fork involved. The 
That person that walked away ate with a, a forking donut with a with a, they forked a donut. What the fork? <laughs> We've lost our minds. I'm going to go talk to this person <laughs> later and figure out exactly what's happening because look, I'll make cinnamon rolls at home, especially like on. I didn't do it this year, but I love a cinnamon roll on Christmas morning. Okay. Just throw them in the oven when you wake up. You're doing stuff. All of a sudden, oven beeps, and it's like, yeah, hey, presents are open, and now we got cinnamon rolls. Next day, cinnamon roll, you're tossing it out of the microwave. Ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Warm it up a little. Loosen it up a little bit. Go to a That's coffee right. shop down the street. Get a little pastry. Get to the office. Well, ten seconds. Warm yeah. it up. A donut, though? Yeah. I like, see. Bro, I've never, I've never, I'm, I'm with you on the Krispy Kreme aspect of this. Okay. I've never been eating a donut and been like, man, I wish this was a little warmer. <laughs> I I will I, I am a cold pizza guy. Sure, same. Yeah, I like I, I my wife's like, Hey, do you want to warm that up? And I'm like like we've been married a long time. You know I don't warm up my pizza. Once it's sure. cold, it's cold. Like you pull cold pizza out of the fridge, I'm in. You know, a Ziploc bag filled with cold pizza? Yes. Yeah. I'm in. It was but, not Kim, by the way, at Chatty House. Kim no. is not in the building. No, Kim isn't here. <laughs> she, she, she hasn't been here this week. I think she's got a week off. I just, I don't, I don't. <laughs> nope, not saying it. Okay. I'm not saying it. All right. I just, I don't need my donut heated up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this thing has gone sideways all We're day. Good. We're I good. love it. Let's We're get good. to this. Everything's uh, fine. You're, We're bringing it back. Your Toronto Go ahead. Raptors, uh, Sacramento Kings. What are we doing here, Kyle? All right. The only way this works for Pascal Siakam to become a Sacramento King. And, uh, well, two things. I'm going to say the only way this works. And then I want to get an update from you on where we're at in the whole Pascal Siakam thing. So the only way this works with the salaries, because his his thirty seven point eight million dollars salary, almost thirty seven point nine yeah. million dollars salary, makes this a little bit complicated. But it's Barnes, Herder, Davion Mitchell salaries match up, signed, sealed, delivered, and there will be picks involved. Yeah, there's going to be picks, right. big time picks involved. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I know that for for you, after Keegan Murray had that really good stretch of games where he had the forty seven points, but there were a couple games before that and a couple games after he was playing well. You had said, man, if he's going to shoot it like this and score it like this, it changes the calculus of what you need. Yes. And there was the Pascal Siakam OG Ananobi discussion. And you went, dude, if Keegan's going to score like this, now it's OG Ananobi that I'd rather have than Pascal Siakam. Well, now OG's off the table. He's in New York. Pascal Siakam now on the table. Are you still in on the Pascal Siakam idea? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. So, so, and first of all, like it's being reported multiple places this morning that he will be traded before the deadline. I would be flabbergasted if he's not. Well, and the only reason that he wouldn't be is if the, uh, the Raptors who are on a crazy West coast road trip, right? That I think they play in Sacramento. They, they still have a game in golden state. They have two games in LA. If they survive this road trip and go like six and one, or something, or or they go. I don't know how big the road trip is. It's either it's either six. It's between six and eight games. I haven't looked, mm-hmm. uh, counted the numbers, but um, if they somehow survive this, and all of a sudden they've got something, mm-hmm. then I don't think that they they might consider keeping Pascal Siakam. But as of right now, they had an opportunity to sign him to a, an extension. 
there was supposed to be this mystical date of like December 30th or December 31st that if he did not get an extension by then, he would not negotiate with them again. And we've passed that. And so most people believe, most NBA voices out there, my sources as well, believe that he will be traded before the deadline. Now, you say the only way that it works is if it's Harrison Barnes and and Kevin Herter no, and the, Davion Mitchell. Not like, the only way, but those not, are the big numbers. Yeah, yeah, those are the big, the easier way to get it to work. That doesn't mean that all three of those players go to Toronto. I think I, that's something that people need to like key in. First of all, the Kings can get a third or a fourth team involved, and these pieces can go different places. It's more complex, but there are ways to, when you add a third and a fourth team, now you start dealing with, other teams that have other motivations. When it's two teams and you only have two teams with two motivations, that's one thing, right? So if you're the Toronto Raptors, you already showed you were interested in a 23-year-old R.J. Barrett and a 24-year-old um, uh, Emmanuel Qu- Quickly, right? And you want to put those guys with Scotty Barnes. So maybe that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So now what you have to do is go out and find a team that's a really good team but has a couple of young players that maybe not work for them and move Harrison Barnes to one of those teams or Kevin Herter to one of those teams. Kevin Herter, 25 years old, he fits that player arc. But then move uh, players from that team to Toronto. So now we have to look, mix and match teams that have similar motivations. And maybe a team would be willing to take on something and give up something, especially if they're getting a draft pick uh, to get involved into a a three-team deal. But it's all complex. And I feel bad because I don't really like just throwing players' names out there. Let's trade this guy. Let's trade this guy. Let's trade this guy. It's the reality, though, of the Sacramento Kings situation. You see they're on the cusp of being really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And they need a something to put them over the top. And... like there are different levels of players in the NBA that, and the Kings might need a different level of player. Well, and let's be uh, like, let's be real about this. The Kings have three untouchable guys. Yeah, that's it. And that is not to say like, yeah, hey, I am pounding the table, and they should go trade. Uh, uh, they should trade Malik Monk. Like yeah. that's not what I'm saying. No, they 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 should go trade whoever. This is a exercise in going does this trade work does it help the kings yes that is the bottom line here this is not yeah hey let's trade kevin herter because he's a bad guy like no No. everything everything i know everything you've told me everything kevin Herter's a great guy but it is how can you make the kings better that is the goal here yeah the goal is right now you're 20 and 13 the goal Mm -hmm. is to win 55 games ish and win a first round playoff series and maybe a second round playoff series and next thing you know who knows yeah, that's that's the goal. Yeah, right. This year, it's the goal. If they want to talk championship, you have to be realistic about the players on your roster, and you have to. I mean, again, like there's no surprise here. Kevin Herter is has lost his starting job at least for the last two games. We don't know what that means for him. So yeah, yeah the Kings like they're going to be active. This is who they are, and so for us to be active and look at these things, okay. I just want to make sure, like. I'm not. I'm not just willy nilly throwing, just trading guys to trade guys. That's and, my job. Yeah, that you can do that <laughs> if you want. But like, I, I have a, you know, like I, I know how bad trade deadline can be for players. Oh I God, re- it's got to be awful. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Marcus Thornton was the guy that like it stood out. Like I think like Marcus Thornton 
could not play at all in the like three weeks leading up to the trade deadline. Like he was, he couldn't hit a shot. The day the trade trade deadline passes, he drops like thirty three. Like the way that the this stresses players out is crazy because like look, it's their life. They have an apartment. They have a dog. They have a a girlfriend. They whatever it might be. They have a wife and a, and a and a child that's going to a specific school. They the trade deadline is brutal. It could mean that you're going to have to leave your family and see them sporadically for the next three months. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, just imagine <laughs> imagine your job relocating you. Yeah. Like, if if Stacy and Aaron walked in right now and said, hey, Kyle James, you guys are doing great. We're going to move you to our station in- uh, Wisconsin. In, yeah, in, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's yeah. firing up the sports station. And you guys are going there. Hey, what? Uh, what? No, like that would right that right that that's but in the NBA, you're contractually obligated correct. to show up within seventy two hours. Right, yeah, seventy two <laughs> hours. Yeah, that's the big difference. We can say no. <laughs> yeah, now that, when they, someone gets traded to Sacramento, people should know they put them up in the Sawyer for three months right, until okay. the end of the season. Right, that's not, again. This is not. It's not a hardship. <laughs> like this is not, but on a from a like from a lifestyle level. Yeah. Like you're okay. You're playing professional basketball. You're getting paid a bunch of money to do it. You're traveling in great conditions. You're living in great conditions. Like everything's, but you're probably not, like you said, you're probably not with your family. Yeah. You've just left your teammates who you probably friends with a lot of them now. And now you're, and then you're trying to adjust to a new team where you're just, it's like, Hey, and Hey, look, they're people maybe know some of the guys, but you haven't played with them. Like, yeah, you could be like three months into like starting to see a girl that it might start to get serious, and you, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, sorry, I just moved to to Toronto. I just moved three thousand yeah. miles away mm-hmm. to a different country where they're putting me up in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this works out, maybe it doesn't. Like it is, there is a very, very like personal level that yeah, hits yeah, these guys. Sure. And I always feel bad about that because, you know, like we have to bring it up. We have to write about it. I have to talk about it or whether it's on a podcast or on the radio. Like these are things that, that are part of the, the real life. But yeah, I still feel bad about it. That's couched in all of this. Yeah. Like th- that's, but <laughs> you can't not talk about it because well, that like, too. It, it sucks for the players. Like totally get it. Yeah. But We'd be doing a disservice if we didn't like talk about the fact that Kevin Herter may not be on the Kings after the trade deadline, or Harrison Barnes may not be on the Kings after the trade deadline, or, or Davion Mitchell, whatever. Us not talking about it doesn't mean it doesn't like. No, they're still thinking about it. They're not dumb. Like Kevin Herter very much knows in the back of his mind that that's what's happening. Yes, yes, he, and I mean even like Harrison Barnes, like in his contract negotiation, said. I'll take a 15% trade kicker. Thank you very much. Which that goes on the Kings. It doesn't go on the other team. Mm, So he has a 15% trade kicker. If he gets moved, like he gets a lot more money. Yeah. It's like, Hey, sorry, we had to move you. Here's a bunch of, a bunch more money. Yeah. So, and and it's also like when we talk about players and I talk about who they are off the court and you know, a, a lot of people just think that my view of, of Harrison Barnes is totally skewed. But Harrison Barnes, the human being, actually means something to everyone in that locker room. And it, it very much is like, it's like when you go to, you're going to school and you show up at the first day and 
one of your friends, you didn't talk to them during the summer, they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. They moved to Sacramento or they moved to, you know, where where I'm from, that would be like a big move for someone to move away. Sure. Yeah. Or they moved to Kansas or Texas or uh, Miami, you know, whatever. And they're just not there anymore. It It's a very weird feeling because you are a family as a basketball team. You, you really do develop this weird culture that's different than anything else in your life. And when players are gone and new players are coming in, it, there is this whole entire like change thing that happens. And yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. So like I said, all of that is within this discussion, but. Okay, then fire it up. Let's go. <laughs> no, that's a, right. So where did we land on the Pascal Siakam thing you're in? Yeah, I'm in on Pascal. And, and you know why? Okay, so I, I will say I've always been, if we were looking at the two Toronto Raptor guys, it was always for me, it was OG Ananobi because the Kings defensive woes, right? Correct. Siakam yeah. is a good defensive player, but he's not a great defensive player where I think OG Ananobi is a great defensive. He's a multi-positional defensive player. He can defend the one, two, three, four, and five, or one, two, three, and four. Pascal Siakam can defend the, the four and the five, right? Mm-hmm. And he's solid. But he's not that. Uh, but he's a way better rebounder. And I think the Kings need a rebounder. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, and not only that, but he's a way better scorer. And I think when I went to like the Siakam way, it was because I knew that that Keegan Murray needed more time to develop. Keegan Murray comes out and scores 47, drops 25, looks like all like, oh, wow, he just figured it out. Mm-hmm. But then Keegan Murray just had four games where he averaged eight points a game. And if the Kings are going to be the team they want to be, you have to have him become a reliable 16 to 20 game uh, points every single night. Mm -hmm. If he's going to be your third best scorer, it needs to be every night. It can't be the spikes. Right. We just saw a 28 point game. Like Keegan Murray looked amazing. That's where I start to lean back to Siakam because in the, in the next two years, Siakam can be your number two scorer without any question. Yeah. And Keegan Murray can continue to develop and become that player that you want him to be. Yeah. But with the understanding that the pressure is not on him to be that player each and every night. Yeah. Uh, the man, you look at the at the Raptors roster. It feels like they could really give the Kings a problem tonight. I was just going through looking at the trade machine. So R.J. Barrett's there now. Um, Dennis Schroeder at the point. Then you've got a guy like Scotty Barnes, um, Gary Trent Jr. Who's on an expiring contract. Expiring contract. $19 million um, expiring contract. Jakob Pertl, like they just it, It's a lot of length. It's a lot of athleticism. they got a couple guys in there that can shoot it. This is a this tough matchup like, for the this Kings. Just, right. This, they, this feels very Pelicans-ish to me. Yeah, this feels very Pelicans, very not, the, the, Los Angeles Clippers. Toronto's not as good as either of those teams. No. Like the the quality is is not the same. Don't get that twisted. But it wouldn't shock me at all if if you and I are sitting there at the game tonight and it's like, "Oh boy. Like this is the Toronto's size and athleticism giving them a little problem." Yeah, Toronto's stomping. I, 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 would I would not say stop. I don't, I, well, no, I, I agree, but I would not be surprised if this game was way different than people think it will be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Toronto is a very good team. Mm-hmm. They just haven't won, and they have ex- the ingredients that really hurt the Kings, mm-hmm. which is length, athleticism, and physicality. 
And I, I think this is going to be a really good game, but also just like go ahead and leave Pascal Siakam here in Sacramento. That would be fine with me. Yeah. You guys just, continue I, on your West Coast road trip. I'm just, I'm really interested to see what the trade market looks like for Siakam. And well, whether somebody in the chatty house, I, I wish I had started. Sorry for, so if you said this, thanks for the, the content. But it, it's like you might have to just mix in a three team deal. If you're if you're the Kings and you're trying to make that happen, yeah, because I don't know, I, I just when you when you plug in Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter and Davion Mitchell, I don't I, I don't know how much that's going to interest them. Yeah, I think that they're like again, Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter might work for them because again, they have Gary Trent who's on an expiring deal. Mm-hmm. Kevin Herter's contract isn't bad over the next two years mm-hmm. after this. And year. he's what twenty seven? No, he's twenty five. Twenty five? Oh yeah, Good yeah, Lord, yeah. Kevin Herter's young, so yeah, he he would fit right. Um, but I, I think if you're Toronto and the Kings call, you say, we want, you know, again, we want Keegan Murray and the Kings say, Punt. we're not trading Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, what do you want? What, is there a player out there? Let me give you, like, is there a list of five or six young players or, or players that would interest you if these players don't? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We would take this player, this player. The problem they have with OG is he makes $38 million. So any trade that you have with OG is going to require veterans coming back. Mm-hmm. Like no one's giving up a bunch of first uh, of top 10 picks at like actually even like top five picks that all make like $9 million a year, $10 million a year in order to get up to $38 million. Yeah. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to take some veterans back. And that's where people are like, well, you're not giving up enough. It's like, yeah, you are giving up plenty. Mm-hmm. Like the Raptors could turn around and if you were to trade Harrison Barnes there, the Raptors could turn around and trade Harrison Barnes to somebody else and pick up another first round pick. Right. Harrison Barnes is still worth to a lot of teams in the league a, you know, I'm not talking well, a top a, 10 pick. It's a Drew Holiday thing that Portland did. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you can probably still get a, a mid-20s or a low-20s pick for Harrison Barnes. If, if that's where the Kings, but the Kings can't trade Harrison Barnes for that mm-hmm. because they're over the, over the, uh, the salary cap and just trading one player like that would not help them. Yeah. Like they're not going to be able to replace Harrison Barnes with an equal or better than player in on the free agent market because they will not have the cash. Yeah. What a mess. No, well, it's just the advanced like roster construction. I do. I do wonder too in all this, and we talked about this after the OG and Anobi trade. Yeah. But part of me wonders if the Raptors now look at Pascal Siakam as a chance to recoup. You know, you're going to get a player or two, but can you also now recoup some picks and start stacking up your, your war chest for the next two or three drafts where now you're helping yeah. build around Scotty Barnes because they go get a young player in Emmanuel quickly. They go get a young player in RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. So it's Barrett, Barnes, quickly. Are they now looking for more young NBA players and saying, yeah, hey, we'll take, you know, throw in a first, but we're not pressed about the picks? Or is this the trade where they go, yeah, let's make the salaries match. We'll take four firsts. That's that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so first of all, they're not getting four firsts because Pascal Siakam is almost 30 and he's on an expiring contract. And he's going to want okay, $40 million two, a year. Two firsts. Yeah, so but they're not getting the um, three firsts and and two pick swaps. They're (laughs) not like if I'm trading for Siakam, 
and I know I can re-sign him, mm-hmm. I'm giving up two first. If there's questions, then I'm giving up one first and a second. Like there's like you start to hedge your bets here and sort of put together a deal that would make sense for both teams. Yeah. But I would like to have a conversation with him. And I would, if I'm the Kings, I've already had conversations, like inadvertent conversations with uh, with his his team, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not like OG Ananobi is a player who has an agent and that agent doesn't have other players. So yeah. it's not like if the Kings called and OG, I don't know who his agent is, but if they called and said, hey, uh, let's talk about player X and not Pascal Siakam, but mm-hmm. then an agent could say, well, you know, this is what he would be looking for. Yeah. You know, like there is enough understanding around the league about what players are looking for and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a Patrick Williams thing right now where people are like, this guy's looking for a, a massive like, deal between 25 and 30 million bucks a year. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, okay, well, we're not trading for him now. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not happening. I need to go have conversations about people throwing donuts in the microwave. This is a major sticking point. Dude, that's right here in my craw, dude. Yeah. I'm upset. (laughs) And then to use a fork. I don't want to say I'm upset because I don't (laughs) look, I'm a big believer in like, I don't care what, like, I don't, I hate when people are like, oh, you eat that, that's disgusting. Like, yet to you. Yeah. If somebody, I don't care. I just have questions about like, when did this start? What's the, I've literally just never seen this. I'm genuinely curious. Like, very genuinely curious. All right. I was surprised because it happened quickly. It was like, grabbed a plate, grabbed a donut, threw it in the microwave. It was not, there was no hesitation. Not like a thinking about it. Like, there this was is not how they like, operate with the donut. Oh, I think this would be better if I warmed it up. There was none of that. It was very like, this is what they do with the donut. Huh. And I was like, huh. Is that person sitting there calling their friends right now and like, hey, you know, people here don't warm up their donuts. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I need a, to get to the bottom of this. They put it on Facebook. I need to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> they put a, a Facebook. These damn weirdos just eating their cold donuts. It's a donut on a plate with a fork and says nothing better than a warm donut. <laughs> they, they put a picture on Instagram. <laughs> All right. The 49ers play a game this weekend. We're going to talk about that next. We have plenty of more Kings to get into. And the Nikola Jokic 40-foot bank shot to win the Nuggets game last night lit up a little bit of a conversation between you and I about the Jokic-Domas comparison, and we will get into that as well. But next, who's sitting out for the Niners this week? Who is playing? How much are they playing? How much should they play? We will dive into all of that next on The Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube at ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 